Hey guys, we're back. Happy Friday. So glad to have you joining us for a brand new episode of Those Murder Girls Podcasts. We're your hosts. I'm Marie. And I'm Raina. I have to ask, did you guys crack the case yet <laughs> from the Lost Boys of Ontario? Because it just has my head spinning. I literally think about it every day. We have not cracked it yet. No, we haven't. And I still really don't think they were on the boat. But I have been thinking about it. And if they were on the boat, like doing a job for the teacher, maybe they met up with another boat who was prepared to go a further distance. And that's why the boat has never been found. Like maybe they made it across and there was a bad deal. That yeah, was bad. exactly. Maybe they made it across to New York and that's where, you know, obviously they're no longer alive. But no, and it's so frustrating, especially for Bruce, the detective. I can't imagine being in his shoes right now. Like 10 years and with no answers. No answers. He just gets the runaround. And there's, yeah, there's no help from law enforcement. So like throw me a bone or something. This guy's just trying to help the family. He's just trying to find out what really happened. That's what I think the police are involved. Bruce, you're a saint. Keep it up. We're yeah. here for you. We're here for you, Bruce. Just hit <laughs> us up anytime you need. Let us know. We'll pack <laughs> our bag and head up, head up north of the border. Yeah. So hit us up on social media, guys, about that case. We want to know what you guys are thinking. So let's start on today's case. It is one that everybody's talking about from here to Russia. Well, maybe not anymore, but like <laughs> way back, but way back when. So pack your bags and a little advice. Don't eat or drink anything that this lady who appears to be sweet and frail offers you. She's uh, she's unstable to say the least. To you guys. say the least. All right, Marie, get us started. So today's case is about Tamara Samsonova, aka the Granny Ripper. Any na- nickname with the word <laughs> Ripper in it is just never a good thing. Like, yeah. It- it could pretty much stand alone and yes. everyone would still understand the point. <laughs> right? That's what I'm thinking too. So, you know, grandmothers are usually known as sweet, loving women, full of understanding, who show unconditional acceptance and love. Well, that's for all of them except for, you know, the Granny Ripper. <laughs> this one is more about the murders that she committed over a 20-year span. Yeah, 20-year, guys. Let us tell you, it wasn't the so sweet granny Miss Tamara. She was born on February 4, 1947 in Yuzhar, Russia. Tamara was never a person thought to be sweet and kind, by the way, which is actually really sad. That's how people remember her. Right. So those who knew her, they knew that there was just something more to who she really was. Let's just say that her strange personality wasn't something she could necessarily hide from others. An acquaintance and a neighbor of hers said that she had coffee inside of Tamara's flat once, and they came upon the topic of Tamara's missing husband, Alexi. He had left home in 2005, and he never returned. The neighbor said that the entire time Tamara was talking to her, she seemed normal, but like Tamara started to talk about her husband being missing, and something in her eyes changed they were filled with like pleasure and joy at the fact that her husband's missing pure evil oh my god alexi's disappearance was never solved and he has since been declared dead so tamra was 68 years old at the time that our story begins in july of 2015 she was living in a flat in saint petersburg russia where she had been a resident of this complex for 40 years She had recently moved into a flat within this same apartment building when she was hired on to be a caregiver for Valentina Ulanova. 
Well, it was four months into their new living situation when Valentina finally got vocal with Tamara. She had to speak her mind. She could not stay quiet any longer. She asked Tamara to please do the dishes that had been piling up in the sink. She was like, dude, I'm tired of seeing them. And I think she kind of like let this next part out in frustration. She's like, I'm so tired of you. <laughs> so it's kind of funny because Tamara, you're a caregiver. Get your shit together, Tamara. The least you could do is do the fucking dishes. Okay. So yeah, Tamara being the caregiver, that's her job. It's her place to clean. Well, apparently Tamara was not a fan of Valentina speaking her mind like at all. Instead of doing the dishes, she flies into like this full-blown panic thinking or probably knowing she's going to get fired soon. It's like, dude, they're the dishes. Just do them. Are you 12? This isn't, yeah, this isn't that serious. No. So what Tamara does, again, instead of doing the dishes, is she slips these sleeping pills, sedatives, into Valentina's favorite Olivia salad. Now, it wasn't just one pill, you guys. It was quite a few. And how Valentina didn't know that there were 50 in her salad makes no sense to Reina and I. Right? Maybe she had the COVID. Maybe she didn't have her her sense of taste. <laughs> so Tamara's got the drugs in the salad, and she gives the salad to Valentina, who's just, like, totally chomping it down, and Tamara goes upstairs. She and is she- such a savage. Yeah. So she goes upstairs, and she waits. She comes down a little while later and finds poor Miss Valentina passed out on the floor. And it's like, what did you come downstairs for, Tamara? Did you know this was going to happen? Were you there to finally do the dishes that had been piling up that you were so politely asked to do? Right? No, not the dishes and not just to observe. (laughs) She comes downstairs to um, dismember Valentina with a handsaw that she borrowed from a neighbor way back when. But, like, as if that wasn't savage enough at this point... She's even aware Valentina is still alive. She's just totally, like, passed out. So at this point in time, I still wonder, like, wouldn't it have been quicker to just do the dishes? I hate to go back to that, but you could have just done the dishes. And you're about to dismember someone, and that's, like, a whole lot of cleanup. It's a whole nother level. I know, right? And she actually tells the cops that it took her two hours to dismember and clean her up. Jeez. Dishes would have taken like 15, 20 minutes. Oh, man. <laughs> so Valentina's body would be found two days later on July 27th, 2015, when a couple had been walking their dog came across a trash bag along the side of the road. So the dog is immediately obsessed with the bag, and the couple is like, come on, like, keep walking. And the dog is just pulling back, really focused on this trash bag. He literally wouldn't leave it alone. So the couple ends up walking over to the bag, and they untie it. Now, at first glance... The couple didn't really know like what they were looking at inside, but it's then that they realized this is nothing that they would have ever expected. It was a mangled, limbless torso. I don't want to say that's what they get, but come on. Who opens up a random trash bag on the side of the road? Would you ever? And I'm being so serious. Okay, so I am super nosy. I'm probably like the nosiest person on the planet. Oh my God. I'm dead ass serious. So honestly, I probably would have. I would have never. I would never. Yeah. I. what, What do you guys think? Would you guys open it or not? Let us know. Let us comment and let us know what you think. Yes. So at this point, Valentina had already been reported missing by a social worker who had gone by her house to check on her. In between the time that she was murdered and her remains were found on the side of the road. 
So the police began their investigation into this unidentified limbless torso, and they start reviewing the CCTV footage that's around Valentina's apartment to start with to see if by chance they can make a connection between this missing person and this limbless torso. So the footage that they seen right off the bat was super eerie. Filmed just two days before, the curious dog and the couple find that bag on the side of the road with the limbless torso inside. They see Tamara on camera walking up and down her stairwell from her apartment complex, carrying six to, or I'm sorry, seven different bags one by one. Some of them she's carrying, some of them she's dragging. Then they see her walking down the stairs, carrying a pretty decent sized pot in her hands. So they're like, okay, we have to check this person out. So they head over to the apartment to talk to Tamara. And when they arrive, they can see blood trails from Valentina and Tamara's flat leading down the hall, down the stairs, outside. So they actually see this in reverse. So they follow the trail outside up to Tamara and Valentina's flat and they knock on the door. Someone comes to the door. They unlock it, and they are greeted by the none other, not so sweet, little miss Granny Ripper Tamara herself. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> right? So Tamara invites them in, and the police ask about Valentina. Hey, like, where is she at? Can we talk to her? Like, let's all chat, blah, 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 blah. Tamara immediately starts singing like a bird, confessing to murdering Tamara. Uh- Well, that was easy. Wouldn't it have been easy to just do the dishes? You're just going to sing this story? Oh, I did it. Oh, my God. That was easier than doing the dishes, Tamara. I know, right? I don't know. She's obviously not all there. I mean, multiple things tell us that, but... She's off her granny rocker. She is. No pun intended. (laughs) So as the police chat with her, they're kind of looking around this apartment, which, by the way, is a super mega disaster. Posting a picture of that on social media, so check it out. And they start noticing blood splatter. And then they notice this big-ass knife that's just laying there. And they end up tying that to the butchering of poor Valentina. So at this point, they're like, okay, we totally have enough evidence that we can take Tamara down and um, talk to her about Valentina's murder. So they relocate their interview down to the police station where it becomes a more formal interrogation. So there, Tamara, again, isn't hesitant to let the police know exactly how she brutally butchered Valentina. She gives them all of the details. She starts by telling them about the dirty dishes situation. Oh, my God. Like, we're going back to the dishes right now. And how she found Valentina on the floor passed out. And then how she actually went on to dismember her. Jeez. So after dismembering her, she took Valentina's head and the hands, and she boiled them in a pot on a stove. Like a savage granny does yes so police had seen her carrying on the cctv footage but valentina's head and hands have actually never been found so police believe that they were discarded in the trash soon after tamara walked out of the camera's frame well the trash was picked up that night and it was taken to a dump somewhere so it'll probably never be found all of valentina's remains with the exception of the head and hands and lungs were found The coroner noted that the lungs had been removed from Valentina's body intentionally. So police were like, yeah, we've obviously got the right person, and they arrest Tamara on July 28, 2015. Police then head back to the apartment to collect evidence, and as they are going through the disaster of this flat, they come across books on black magic and astrology and a journal. 
So they skip through it and realize that it belongs to Tamara. And it's a collection of these random entries and poems and different songs and confessions. So law enforcement had a super hard time deciphering a lot of the entries, though describing it as consisting of jumbled entries that were more of a puzzle than anything. So the entries were written in three different languages, English, Russian, and German. So back to the confessions. So as smart as she is, she's not. Not very smart at all. (laughs) Sorry. So back to the confessions, an entry in the journal read, quote, I killed my tenant, Vladia, cut him into pieces in the bathroom with a knife, and put the pieces of his body into plastic bags and threw them away in different parts of the Fruensky district, which is located in Russia. The cop reading this journal was like, this person, Vladia, was actually a freaking missing person that they had been looking for. So it goes even deeper. Police had found Vladia's torso not knowing that it was him a while ago. Like this was a while back. He was found in a plastic bag with some random pages that had been ripped out of a book and they were stuffed inside the bag with him. So Tamara journaled specifics about Vladia in the journal using a description of a tattoo that Vladia had. Dude, case cold is like solved. Boom. She like handed it to him on a silver platter. And the books of black magic that were found inside Tamara and Valentina's flat by the journal had pages that were ripped out of them. The same missing pages that were found in the bag with the torso. That's so insane. It's like she wanted to get caught. Yeah. So within the contents of that journal, police end up linking Tamara to 11 murders. She is a piece of work. Yeah. So she killed just like anyone in her path. There was no rhyme or reason. She killed friends, neighbors, her tenants that rented rooms from her before she moved into the flat. Like just anybody that came in contact with her. Gee, she's like a weed whacker. <laughs> oh my God. So Tamara actually openly confessed to 21 murders. Look at her picture, dude. She looks like this little frail-ass granny. She is a thug. Don't mess with granny. Right? So another neighbor of Tamara's had said that she had asked Tamara why she always chose to have these strangers living with her in her flat to rent the rooms. And, you know, she could just go out and get a job for some extra income. And the neighbor was telling her, like, you just need to live alone. Like, you don't need these strangers in your house. And Tamara always told her that she was just too sick to work. So something's totally up. And Tamara was totally keeping something inside of her flat during these times. Because the same neighbor said that Tamara always thought or said that she always thought somebody was coming into her flat at the times when Tamara would leave to like go to the store. And these were times when she had supposedly lived alone. And Tamara was like, somebody's coming in my flat and they're messing with my things. So the neighbor being super concerned because little frail Tamara is like living by herself always urged her to call the cops. And whenever the neighbor would say this, Tamara would totally panic being like, no, 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 like they can't help me. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that them's ghosts like they're they're haunting your ass Tamara the The, horrible things you've done yeah those are your old tenants Tamara (laughs) so this neighbor had also said that Tamara was kind of hard to talk to and unpredictable she said that Tamara would be normal like carrying on a normal conversation acting completely normal and then she would just totally flip and just sounded like this crazy crazed person because she is crazy seriously Tamara was always very vocal in her confessions prior to her arrest. Once she was in jail or prison, we're not sure which one, 
Police attempted to question her about different cases, and she was super uncooperative. She was very, very tight-lipped. And then, in an on-camera interview, while she was still in custody, she mentions being old and not having anywhere to live. I wonder if she wanted to get caught to some degree, though. You know? I think so. Once she was, you know, in on these 11 murder charges, she's like, well, you know what? I got a place to live for the rest of my life. Like, might as well. I'm good. So they eventually transferred little Granny Ripper to an institution where she was declared legally insane. So this isn't the first time that she's been admitted, by the way. She had three different hospitalizations during her life and was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Oh, and one more thing. An old friend of Tamara's by the name of Anna Batlina said that she was terrified for her life because years and years ago, Tamara told her that she killed her mother-in-law. Dude. Yeah. Tamara then got all crazy on Anna, telling her that if she ever said a word about it, she would chop Anna up and feed her to the dogs. Oh, my God. She's yeah. a thug. I'm telling you, she's crazy. Yeah. So she, at some point in time, has hinted to the fact that she killed her own mother, who actually was reported missing. And never found yes. to this day. Maybe she fed her to the dogs. Maybe. So there's also a super strong possibility that Tamara was eating some of the body parts oh of her. Oh, my God gosh of her victims hor- why is she making things so difficult eating her friends go get lunch do the dishes this all stemmed from the dishes it all situation. stemmed from the dishes it's so gross so all of the victims that were recovered they all had their lungs removed along with other internal organs but it was always the lungs that's m- mortifying yeah it's disgusting so I'm pretty sure she was probably eating them, and it was said that it was probably something that she learned out of, like, one of her black magic books. Hmm. And I am not even kidding right now. Like, I'm being serious with you guys. Heard that somebody I know actually drank the blood of their significant other for strength. Okay, this is someone you know. Are you close to them? I'm not close to them, but Thank it's God, somebody. Thank God, I'm sitting right here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's totally crazy. Like, I mean, I don't know what that does, but I think it's safe to say that I'm never going to find out or it's try. A, it's a hard pass for me. Right? Now you guys see why we warned you. Don't accept anything from the Granny Ripper. Nothing that she would offer you. No, nothing at all. Now you understand why. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us this week. If you love what you heard, please leave us five stars wherever you're listening to us now. Thank you guys so much for joining us this beautiful Christmas morning. We hope you guys have the best holiday with your friends and your family. We will see you back here next Friday for a brand new episode of Those Murder Girls Podcast. Bye, Bye guys. guys.